Today on the newscast, we take you deep inside Israel's Judean desert to the ancient fortress of Masada. Hear how the Jewish rebels made their legendary last stand against the Roman Empire. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. If you watch us on a regular basis, you know that we love biblical history and archaeology here at the Newscast. There is nothing I love more, folks, than getting on the ground at some ancient site in the land of Israel and seeing history, usually biblical history, stretching back thousands of years come to life. Well, we're doing exactly that today here on the newscast. A good one for a Friday, I believe. We are heading to the ancient and legendary fortress of Masada, deep in Israel's Judean wilderness, uh, overlooking the Dead Sea, a majestic location, no doubt. I visited there a little while back with my good friend, the one and only Danny the Digger Herman. In fact, this clip you're about to see from Masada is the very first appearance of Danny the Digger on the Watchman show. So that's kind of a fun fact here. But we did an entire show from Masada, the very site where in the year 73 AD, the Jewish rebels, the last holdouts against Rome, made their legendary final stand against the forces of the Roman Empire. Yes, the Second Temple was destroyed in AD 70 by the Roman general Titus, but... Three years later, there still were pockets of Jewish resistance to Rome, and they all converged atop Masada. Take a look. Danny, what a view. We are at the amazing remains of the legendary fortress of Masada in a very remote place. But tell us why this place was so important. Give us a little bit of the background and the history. Well, first of all, topographically, this is an ideal place for humans to protect themselves. This is a, a rock plateau, very steep on all sides. And, and the surface is nearly completely flat. OK, maybe even King David was here. The Old Testament tells us of David hiding uh, when he's escaping from Saul. He goes from En Gedi and then he hids in the fortresses of En Gedi. We did find some Iron Age pottery here, but historically we know for sure that Herod is the first guy to recognize the benefits of the site and build it all up. Historians call him Herod the Great. Archaeologists like titling him as Herod the Great Builder. The guy just loved to build. And here he takes this rock plateau and he transforms it. He makes a wall all around the perimeter. And in the northern end, he makes this big and beautiful northern palace complex with a tower where we are located to monitor, okay, to protect the northern palace, uh, storerooms, a bathhouse, and hanging against the abyss, a, a beautiful big palace complex in three uh, terraces. I wonder how many slaves uh, have died in the operation of building all of this. Yeah. There must have been some scaffoldings to hold it. Of course, and um, it's a steep fall. This is, this is Herod pushing the envelope, uh, stretching the limits of Roman technology, um, something that nowhere else in the Roman Empire existed at the time. Wow, and this was in the period of during the, the destruction of the second temple, which Jesus talked about. One day the temple, you know, will not be standing here. 
And this is the, these are the ashes that the rebels fled from here to Masada. They probably thought this place was impregnable. The rebels were here for a while, and according to Josephus, I believe, maybe a thousand people here set up shop at Masada. 967 people. He gives us a wow. certain exact number. Wow. I personally found a silver coin that was minted in Masada by the rebels and taken by them. Uh, the specific one I found was right next to the tower. Seven years after the time of Herod, the Jewish rebels flee from burning Jerusalem and take shelter in what they believe to be an impregnable fortress, yeah. okay? So well protected with a water system that could supply water to last a long siege. But the Romans eventually uh, come after them. The whole 10th Legion, in fact, is sent for this mission. Around the site to this day, you can see eight camps, right? It's amazing. This is Camp F by the labeling of Yadin and his team. This is perhaps where Flavio Silva, the commander of the 10th Legion, set and commanded the creation of a ramp which will reach the top of Masada to knock it down, yeah. to conquer it. They wanted to come out of here to Masada and crush the last remaining. No one, is as con no one is going to escape the Roman punishment for rebellion. Yeah. You don't pay your taxes, you're gonna pay for this. With your lives. Okay? You don't uh, uh, submit to the yoke of the Roman authority, yeah. it's, you're gonna either lose your head or, or be enslaved. Yeah. And a whole 10th legion plus auxiliary forces were probably sent here. By the size of the camps, we think that some 7,000 men were wow. brought here to conquer the place. And they were out here for a long time and it was hot and I'm sure they were miserable and angry and ready to storm this <laughs> fortress. They were quite upset, I'm sure, yeah. the Roman forces for this specific uh, task. They were probably eager to get it done as quickly as possible and get out of here. Uh, they're coming here also at the spring. Yeah. Josephus doesn't actually tell us how long the siege took place, but it does tell us that it was in the springtime, which means water, rain, maybe in nine months. Yeah. The closest water source is in Gedi, there in the horizon. It's a six hours walk from here. The rebels had plenty of water from last winter. The Romans had to make sure that they get water and food to last year. So they were determined to get the job done in as yeah. quickly as possible, and they did it. Danny, I guess the big question is, how did it come to this? How did it come to the point where the rebels had to flee out here in this remote place atop Masada? Give us a backdrop of what was going on between the years 66 and roughly AD 70, the Roman Jewish wars as they're known. Yes, it's a very sad and tra tragic story indeed. Around the 50s of the first century, the temple in Jerusalem is finally complete, standing in full glory. Herod's temple, as yes. it's been known. Completed by his grandson, he, were, he does some work around it. And 15 years later, on the spring of year 66, the Jews decide to make a critical decision and not pay the taxes, not give the daily sacrifice to the Roman emperor, okay? Big mistake, as I said in the movie, Pretty Woman, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Don't mess with the Romans. Definitely not in the first century. But they, they didn't ask my advice. And the consequences were horrific. The Romans did not uh, endure this attitude and four legions were sent here by the veteran general Vespasian and his son Titus and they just crushed the Jewish resistance uh, starting at the Battle of Yodfat and moving on to Tiberius and Migdal. So in the Galilee region. 
First the Galilee was crushed and then the four legions moved, the 10th legion along the Jordan Valley, the others through the coast, and they all met on Mount Scopus, mm -hmm. where he could scope. Inside Jerusalem, of okay. course. At this stage, by the way, Vespasian goes back to Rome and crowns himself, and Titus, his son, completes the job. Titus. Now Vespasian becomes emperor, and he sends Titus here to finish the job. And so this starts in roughly AD 66, Danny. Fast forward to AD 70, where it sadly culminates. Yeah with the destruction of the second temple. Yes, Titus the son uh, is now the commander and Josephus describes in very great graphic bloody detail yeah. of how they take wall by wall and people they catch, they just crucify them against the walls as a psychological yeah. uh, war. Wow. They ran out of wood at some point wow. because so many people were put to death in this terrible way. And on the ninth day in the month of Av, by Jewish calendar, the temple itself catches fire. The same day, the ninth of Av, famous date in Jewish history, the Babylonians destroyed yes. the first temple. Yes. Um, Danny, hellish conditions, when you read Josephus, an, an extra-biblical account, which gives us some amazing insights into that period. When you read Josephus, even before the Romans really breached the walls, there was kind of a civil war going on inside the old city of Jerusalem between the various Jewish factions. Tell us about that, yeah. because that's where the rebels emerged from. Yes, and that's, and that's part of why it's such a, a, a tragedy. Jerusalem was actually burning from within even before the Romans arrived. How do you say to sit together or to convene in Greek? Synagoge. Synagogue. A synagogue. This is a synagogue. This is one of the earliest synagogue in Jewish history. This is where the Jewish rebels set, convened, read the Torah. We know so because we found two fragments in the room here in the back. And maybe, maybe this is the place where the Jewish rebels decided to make this critical decision of committing suicide. They create uh, purity uh, ritual baths, mikvehs. Uh, we found uh, purity stone vessels like the ones mentioned in the Gospel of John chapter 2. Um, and to the very last minute, they're trying to preserve their specific Jewish lifestyle. Well, Danny, we're overlooking a very fateful place for the rebels here at Masada. Uh, the Roman military machine builds a siege engine to come against this fortress. Tell us what happened. Here is the ramp. You can see it to this day, which is man-made. We found wooden beams beneath it, proving that it was all designed with a lot of labor never reaching the top, but enough to put a tower over it, and at the top, a battering ram pounding against the wall, right here. Yes, and this is the only part where the wall of Masada is missing. You can imagine the defenders seeing all of this, and uh, when it falls down, um, the Romans decide to retreat and make the final conquest the next morning. So this was highly effective, this battering ram, it seems. And I can only imagine, Danny, there's women, there's children up here, the intimidation factor of that battering ram, yeah. just the sight of it and the noise of it, the constant pounding, as you said. And knowing what's to follow. Yeah, and what was to follow, as we said earlier, the Romans were very unforgiving. Oh yeah. And they planned to come up here. And, and remember, these guys were probably thirsty, frustrated, hot, hungry, and they wanted to wreak vengeance on the, Jew, on the Jews up here on Masada. Yeah, the, the guys here knew the consequences are going to be horrific. But they had another night. The final blow is going to be the next day. And they, what can they really do? Fight till the bitter end? Give up? Their leader, uh, assembling all the men, decided for everyone. 
let us die a noble death. Eliezer. Eliezer ben Yair was his name according to Josephus. Let us die when it is still in our hands instead of subduing to the Romans. And the followers uh, followed. And the decision was? The decision was uh, to commit suicide. The, the, the few men chose for everyone else. Josephus tells us that every person let, went to his own family and caressing them, he performed the deed. Okay, he killed his own wife and children. And then 10 people were chosen to kill all the others. And one of them was chosen by lot to kill the others. So technically only one person committed suicide, which he did according to Josephus in the Northern Palace Complex of Herod. And Igael Yadin in the 1960s finds in the Northern Palace Complex evidence of a male, a female, and a child, which he says, can we disprove the possibility? Maybe this is the last family of Masani. Amazing stuff. Great job by Danny the Digger Herman. Hey, if you like that clip and you want to see more like it, be sure to tune in every Thursday and Friday to our Watchmen TV show on TBN. What you just saw there was just the condensed version of the entire Masada show. We kind of boiled it down and made a shorter version for you here on the newscast. But that is a weekly 30-minute show that we do on TBN where we are on the ground in places like Masada every week. You can watch us on TBN Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That means today, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on TBN. If you love the newscast, we believe you will love our weekly 30-minute show on TBN. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining us here in the newscast. Hey, remember also, Rome had different ideas, but 2,000 years after Masada, the Jewish people have returned to Israel, to Masada to their ancient and ancestral homeland, never to be uprooted again. It's not me saying that. It's the Word of God confirming that. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. And remember, never hold your peace.